My new book is out, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, and I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what user Jay Eggleston said in an Amazon review. Warning, this book is addicting, is Nathan the new Tim Ferriss. He said, I met Nathan during my college days when he was still CEO of Hayo. I knew he was inspiration since the day I met him. The book is totally a Nathan Latka original, and this is the new four-hour work week. Warning, though, it is addicting. I'm not sure how long I've been reading it now, and the only thing that is making me from put it down is the dreaded workday tomorrow. Six people found that helpful. Get the book today at capitalistbook.com trust yourself earlier. And if you feel like you're too comfortable, the answer is get your wife pregnant, put pressure on yourself. <laughs> Scott founded Air DNA in 2014. Today, do you know about 375 grand per month? That's up almost double year over year. Bootstrapped, which I love, serving over 5,000 customers, whether it's consumers with one Airbnb rental or larger hotel chains or REITs that just want the data. Uh, they've got 20% logo churn per month, working on bringing that down. But again, they're riding a wave that's very hot right now. A team of 34 people between Denver and Barcelona on a scaling it quickly. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Scott Shatford. He's the author of the Airbnb Experts Playbook and has been an Airbnb entrepreneur for several years, operating five highly successful vacation rentals. He founded AirDNA in 2014 to empower Airbnb investors to make smarter investment decisions using big data. Scott, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. Okay. I, I told you before, I'm so excited to get you on here because a friend recommended you guys and I started and I went on and used it and you've got these beautiful charts and graphs and I'm like, this is perfect. So it sounds like you built this for your own need. That's exactly right. Yeah. Back in 2012, I started, you know, listing some places on Airbnb. Uh, I spent 10 years in my previous life, you know, really analyzing data, putting together dashboards, trying to make, you know, sense out of uh, big data streams. And so, yeah, I had a need and nobody was filling it. And so it's kind of one of those classic entrepreneurial sort of stories is that I just really kind of built this business to solve a problem that I was having, uh, you know, managing my own Airbnb rentals. Yeah. So a couple of quick questions here that I think other people will be curious about. And then I want to get more into your story and the book. Um, uh, source of truth. I mean, is this just a web scraper that's hitting Airbnb or are there other sources you're pulling in? There's lots of sources. You know, it did start off as a scraper, um, but then, you know, as we had all this great data, we were able to sign partnerships with uh, other software providers. So we'll sign deals with uh, channel managers or large property managers uh, to help you know, give us data and we'll give them some free data in, in exchange. Um, so, and we're starting to get data from individual users too. So you'll see a lot of things rolling out on the website where somebody can give us a, an iCal or their login credentials and in exchange, they'll get some free insights. And so we want to get data from as many channels and, and, and streams as possible. Yeah, that's, it's super interesting. Um, there's a lot of, 
I wouldn't call them REITs, but there's a large there's a, a large number of like investor groups getting together going, we in the next downturn, instead of buying, you know, distressed assets from banks, we're just going to go roll up a bunch of properties based off Airbnb pro formas and, and scale that. Talk to me. I mean, you've done this. Tell me about your most successful Airbnb, kind of what it cost you to get, you know, how you generate cash flow on it and how you set pricing and where you know it'll book. Sure. You know, I, I took, you know, there's two approaches. You go and really buy the assets or, you know, the, the very lean way of doing this is you go and lease ass, assets. So in Santa Monica, I just did like corporate leases, master leases on properties. And I knew something that worked, you know, uh, Santa Monica, right by Third Street Promenade, right by the beach and right by the hotel rooms that were charging $400 a night. You know, there was this huge opportunity to kind of rent properties for 3000 bucks and, and rent them for 300 bucks a night and make $8,000 a month on those properties, just playing really a kind of a, a lease arbitrage or sort of a long-term to short-term rental. You get 100%? You get no vacancies? I was pretty close to 100%, maybe wow. 98% over three years. I, you know, you know, and that's non-seasonal market, business travel, leisure travel, summer's super hot, but so is the winter when people want to flee the East Coast and go somewhere that's nice and warm. Uh, so there was, you know, I kind of stumbled into, you know, the jackpot, you know, it was a great market. There was undersupplied hotels and there was really a need for uh, sort of more affordable lodging for travelers coming to the area. Yep. And okay. What year was this? When did you start coding the software? 2013 is when I started doing the Airbnb rentals. 2014 is when I started scraping, looking at like, how do I price better? What's my competition doing? Where should I be expanding my business? You know, should I be going to San Diego or Santa Barbara? You know, where else were people making a lot of money? Uh, so I can kind of diversify more por- my portfolio uh, and make sure I wasn't, you know, uh, all in one location, you know, as regulations started to kind of get some traction, especially in Santa Monica, you know, that was a risk I was trying to mitigate by, you know, diversifying where my properties were. If you're optimizing for cash on cash returns, have you found leasing is still the way to go? Or because interest rates have been so low over the past few years, have you actually started buying a few of these? And the mortgage is low enough where it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, in in the uh, very expensive markets, you know, like uh, New York, San Francisco sort of markets, you know, leasing and there's a lot of money to be made leasing. Um, but you know, in those cheaper markets, uh, let's call them like you know Nashville, places in the South, you know, where places are still or in the Midwest. You know, buying is, is definitely the way to go in those in those markets. There's a great blog post on, on our website just recently posted, best place to invest. And it sort of breaks down, you know, what are the best cities for buying, leasing, and even sort of subsidizing your rent by running out a second bedroom. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's very market specific uh, right now, but in that there's, there's still a huge opportunity, man. More people are, are choosing to travel on Airbnb than there are places coming on the market every single day. And so you know, we just see the sort of trend and this transition from people you know, really wanting a bigger place and a bathroom and a washer and dryer and all the amenities and stuff that Airbnb brings, uh, you know, more than a hotel. So, you know, we don't see this trend ending anytime soon. Yeah. You've got Vail listed here, Kahlua, which I don't even know where that is. Key West, Honolulu, Princeville, San Diego, Boston, these kinds of things above your gross profit line. Right. Exactly. Really interesting. Um, so here's a question to you. I mean, your software, ideally in the utopian order, the click of a button tells you, which property in all of the US or the world that you should go buy to maximize your profit margin. So what human factors, what human filters do you put on to say, ah, I, that's a good margin, but it's the best in the world, but I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> I mean, so there's some factors 
I wish it was that easy. You know, everybody's a bit different. You know, and, you know people have our different locations and people don't know how to do property management or there are some regulatory fears. And so there's a lot of kind of research you've got to do above, just above and beyond, like this property is going to make a killing. You know, sometimes there's a reason for that. Um, and, and typically regulation risk is one of those things that, you know, users and our customers are taking into account as well. Um, but some of the other things that people need to be thinking about is, you know, sometimes there's sort of boom and bust markets. You know, ski towns are very uh, are known for that. If they have a great winter, you know, they're going to make a killing. If they have a bad winter, you're going to be left holding, a, you know, a very expensive asset and not running it out at all. Um, so seasonality is kind of a, a big, big impact. You know, a lot of people are looking kind of like, you know, it's where are the hotels coming in and like where's ho- new hotel construction? Because, you know, we sell to the hotels and they see like, Airbnbs are crushing it in those locations. They're like, well, I should go build a new 300 unit uh, hotel in that spot. Right. So there is this like nice dynamic between like when people are staying at hotels, where they're located, why are people staying at the Airbnbs and thinking about why people are traveling to that market. Is it for conferences? Is it for their family uh, week getaways? Uh, Is it for a graduation at at a college? Right. And so why are people visiting? Is it it game day or what? So really understanding why people are traveling to a market really kind of helps you understand one, where to buy, but also how to market that property to make it super successful. Based off your data, when you select smart pricing on the backside of Airbnb, is that actually like Uber surge pricing, the perfect price elasticity or are they leaving margin on the table? Yeah, I mean, the Airbnb pricing is, is, is a kind of a joke in the industry, to be honest. It's, uh, it's significantly underpricing properties. You know, their interests aren't really aligned with their host right now, which is kind of surprising to hear. But they are really taking the side of the guest and they want the guests to have a great experience. And the way a guest is the happiest is when they get the best deal and they always come back. They're like, oh, God, I got an amazing deal and I'm always going to use this platform. And so they're going for maximum occupancy at the cheapest rate for all their properties across the city or across the country. And so they're not really looking out for the host and how they should be making the most money. Our general kind of analysis shows that, you know, they're underpricing properties by about 20 to 25 percent. Interesting. Um, and so that's why there has been this sort of rise in, in, in tools like ourselves and other revenue management products out there um, that are kind of filling that, that gap. OK, let's away from Airbnb for a second, back to the SaaS side of this business. So when people want to pay for your data, what are they paying on average per month? And I don't want to go down every cohort, but on average, what do they pay? So for our consumer products online, it's an average of 50 bucks a month for uh, analysis on a single city. That's, that's okay. That's pretty healthy. So 50 bucks a month and you launched it in 2014. What are you at today? I mean, are you sole, sole founder? What's the team look like today? Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually founded this thing with my father. He's been a computer engineer for, you know, 50 ah, years. there we go. It's nice to be able to lean on him for the original scraper and database and stuff. Uh, you know, now we're about 34 people, uh, you know, spread out between our headquarters here in Denver and about 20 people in Barcelona, um, Spain. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a great ride. We've been growing quick and we got the, all the tailwinds from the growth of the short-term rental industry and really this, uh, so many ways to take this data company, right? You know, when disruption happens, when disruption happens, there's a lot of winners and there's a lot of losers and, you know, we're kind of in the middle, you know, yep. sort of like the Switzerland of data, like hotels, you want to learn like why you're getting beat up, you know, come to us, you know, real estate investor, you want to see where to go buy properties you know, come to us. So we're really filling this nice niche on kind of how the world is changing in real estate, hospitality, uh, you know, with the growth of Airbnb. And Scott, bootstrapped or have you raised? Uh, we are bootstrapped. Oh, that's great. I love hearing that. I love bootstrap stories. And what have you been able to scale to in terms of total customers using you being bootstrapped? 
Yeah. So, you know, we have hundreds of B2B customers. So those would be like, you know, um, hotels, you know, or academics or, or people. And we've got about 5,000 active subscribers to our, our market minder product right now. Okay. And just to be clear, when you say 5,000 active subscribers, sometimes like people play games with that. It's actually free users. Those are actually all paid users, 5,000. Those are all paid users. Yeah. 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 That's great. I mean, that's really healthy. So I mean, can I take that 5,000 times 50 to kind of back into minimum MRR of 250 grand, something like that? And then add in another 50% for our B2B customers and you'll be pretty close. Okay. Hey, thanks. Thanks for being transparent there. I appreciate that. Okay. So we'll call it, we'll call it 250 plus another 125. So call it 375 ish all in. That's pretty healthy run rate. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. It's growth. Growth is great. You know, this is, um, there's just lots of opportunities. We're chasing lots of things. Uh, what is so, yeah. growth? Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but if you're doing 375 today, a year ago, what were you doing per month? Uh, we're over doubling in size over a year ago. That's great. And where's most of the expansion coming from? New consumers, the 5,000, or expanding on the enterprise accounts, the hotels, the REITs, et cetera? They're kind of growing in lockstep, to be honest. I think there's just equal opportunity in both places. I think longer term, we see, you know, there's probably a million people around the world that are full-time Airbnb entrepreneurs, and we really want to be the tool that sort of helps them along the way and gives them all the information. So our core like market is, you know, what we would call somebody with five plus properties that's really running this as a full-time business. And that's where we think kind of like long-term growth will come from. Uh, churn. What's your churn today? Oh, uh, we don't like to talk about churn. Is it bad? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have a war on churn because, you know, a lot of times real estate investors are coming in for one purchase a year, right? And they, they're doing their due diligence. They want to figure out where the best place to buy a property is. And you can only hold them around for one or two months while they're going through that sort yep. of pro forma creation. And so, you know, how do we keep them around for the setup and the design and investment and pricing and optimization? You know, we're still sort of figuring out that's that model that brings people in at the real estate investing side and then keeps them around for the management uh, side of things. I want people to appreciate that war, though, and the progress you make over the next year, because we'll have you back on. I mean, how how bad is it right now? I mean, are we talking like 10 percent logo churn per month or? Uh, 20, 20%. 20%. Okay. I mean, by the way, that doesn't surprise me, right? I mean, you have to figure out ways to do like do lock-in, right? Is there a, you know, do you silo data somehow or what's the lock-in? What, what does your gut tell you right now? How do you drive lifetime value up? Yeah. I mean, it's the person's personalization of the experience, right? So it's, 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 um, you know, it's getting people into that full management cycle. So how do you, how do you help the people do the investment? But then how do you send the notifications about upcoming events on the competition? How do people create comp sets? So they really do figure out how they're kind of fitting in with, with their with their competitive set. Um, and just getting people to invest in the product a bit more, right? The more that they invest in the product, the more they get they get out of the product. And that was know, the struggle I had, by the way. There was so much. I didn't know where to go. I got lost on so many rabbit holes in so many cities. I never actually took like concrete action on any because there was I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing data. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so there's that sort of like, you know, very easy walkthrough. Give me where your properties are. Let me spit back some like really nice, simple dashboards for you. And then, you know, you can start investing in like selecting your comps and then like getting some notifications and personalization of the experience. I mean, I think that's sort of the, you know, the gold standard in the SaaS tool is making it, you know, nobody has the same exact experience and everything's sort of customized to what your needs are and what your goals are. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a long journey to get there. So uh, yeah, check back in the year. We'll see how far we made it. I love that. And what are you spending to acquire a new $50 a month customer typically? Yeah, we, you know, we're, we're very lucky on that. We spend uh, $0. <laughs> okay. So we focus on... Well, you have content writers. So, I mean, you have salaries to content people. I've written all the content besides just recently hiring a content person. I was going to say, Leslie Jones wrote this big article that you just put out. Uh, Leslie James, yeah. James, sorry. Yeah, so she's our head of marketing. So, yeah, she's, she's, she's freelancing as, as a content writer, too. 
Um, but it, it's minimal. Let's just say that. It's, okay. it's very minimal. No you paid know, stuff. It's, it's all word of mouth. It's word of mouth. It's SEO. It's press. You know, we're probably in 10 publications every single day around the world about Airbnb and, and affordable housing or Airbnb and how it's affecting this and that. So we're kind of the go-to source. You know, we've been in all the major publications. And so we're really kind of working that angle as a data point that everybody wants to know about and nobody really has. And so how do we get free publicity via this sort of this data that we have at our fingertips? Last very specific question. Uh, my place, let's say this is actually very accurate data. I have a place in Austin. I rent it for about 310 bucks a night on the weekends. Let's say that, you know, today is Tuesday. This upcoming weekend is not booked yet. I could do one of two things. I could say, wow, there must not be demand. There's no events. I should take the price down for the weekend to try and book it over the next three days. Or I can say, no, the person that's about to book is actually gonna be very desperate. There's no inventory. I should actually jack up the price for this upcoming weekend. Which one should I go up or down? <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the supply in the market is, right? And so, you know, in that market minor tool, there's a pricing component, which shows you exactly how many properties are still available for those date and that date range. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to help people do is get smarter. Uh, you know, how, how to capture that value from that last minute booker that has no price sensitivity and is just going to is going to pay for whatever the property that's is available to he's doing <laughs> and, is, and is available last minute, right? And so uh, there's no easy response to that. You know, typically, you know, if you're not booked seven days out, most people are doing the fire sale. And then, you know, if you do get 24 to 48 hours out, you know, some guys are doing that sort of let's let's go up 50 percent because, you know, hey, like what would I have to lose if there's a limited supply in the marketplace at that time? Yeah. How accurate is your data? I mean, are you pinging? For example, your only way to know what's open in Austin this upcoming weekend is for you to go on and basically ping the calendars of all the things on Airbnb and see if it says booked or not, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, so we're scraping every property every single day. Uh, so we're looking yeah. at that calendar. So you know, at most, you're going to be 36 hours out of date on uh, what's available in the market at that time. Um, but, you know, we're scraping you know, over five, well, about 10 million properties almost every single day. So it's a no small feat. And this is kind of a global tool. Um, so, yeah, the accuracy is 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 accurate. Right. And that's what we spent all of our time doing is perfecting our algorithms, which basically look at your calendar and say, hey, he's blocked out three days here, Thursday through Sunday. You know, is that him staying at his property or is that somebody actually booking that property? And so we look at like the time of the booking, the booking window, your host activity, what your rate was, you know, 12, 14 different signals actually to say whether that's a booking or a block date in your calendar. So that's kind of the core of our technology that we've been we've been working on for you know nearly four years now. And let's go super macro before we wrap up with the famous five. In a given weekend, how many in terms of gross volume? What's what's the dollars going through all all Airbnb bookings in a given weekend right now? Shit, that's a good question. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. On a given weekend, weekend, you could probably back into it. It's probably close to. Uh, it's, getting, it's approaching $100 million a day, I would say, going through Airbnb. Yeah, Interesting. Very good. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Quick answers here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My, my favorite business book? Oh, God. What's my favorite business book? I, I, I should have been prepared for your, for your quick five. That's when you just say the Airbnb experts playbook. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Everybody's, you know, kind of, I, you know, T Tim Ferriss is pretty influential early in my career. So that was definitely one that kind of got me on the entrepreneurial uh, train early on. So number two, uh, is there a CEO you're currently following or studying? Um, CEO, I'm currently, no. <laughs> okay. Number three. It's, by the way, it's fine. You're, by the way, I'm expecting no on most of these. You're from Santa Monica. You're super, or San Diego, super chill and down to earth, right? And number three, what's your favorite online tool to build the business? Uh, for me, you know, all this SEO and search traffic stuff was super important for me. So I really geeked out on the SEO Moz. 
stuff, you know, really figuring out what, what keywords to own, how to assert myself as the expert in the space and really how to get sort of free, free traffic to my business. So, you know, SEO Moz are one of those, one of those tools has been probably the most helpful for me in, in growing, getting to where I am now. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> better than it used to be you know i worked out of a garage for two years working about you know 16 plus hours a day uh but now with the team and kind of my my executive team underneath me i i'm able to get at least six or seven hours a night now that's pretty good and what's your situation married single kiddos i'm married and two kids two and two and four and uh so they've been around since the day i started this business so it's been definitely a, a while four years managing uh everything that's great and how are you scott uh 38 last question what do you wish your 20 year old self knew Oh man, you know, the entrepreneurial thing, you know, I think you start climbing the corporate ladder, you get comfort in that space. And then, you know, I was kind of forced into uh, trying to figure out how to make money uh, when I got married and my wife got pregnant. And, you know, I wish I would have taken that leap of faith a lot earlier and trusted myself to be able to build something cool like this. Guys, trust yourself earlier. And if you feel like you're too comfortable, the answer is get your wife pregnant, put pressure on yourself. <laughs> Scott founded Air DNA in 2014. Today, doing about 375 grand per month. That's up almost double year over year. Bootstrapped, which I love, serving over 5,000 customers, whether it's consumers with one Airbnb rental or larger hotel chains or REITs that just want the data. Uh, they've got 20% logo churn per month, working on bringing that down. But again, they're riding a wave that's very hot right now. A team of 34 people between Denver and Barcelona. Barcelona scaling quickly. Scott, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me.